Welcome to the Defenders podcast. It's me, Claire, all on my own. Um, as you've probably seen in the description, this is a special episode. Uh, recently, I was lucky enough to chat to um, uh, stunt performer, actress and all-round badass uh, Janelle Stevens. Uh, Janelle has been in some super high-profile projects in the last few years. She is the stunt double for Simone Missick in the role of Misty Knight in the Iron Fist and Luke Cage series. She is also one of the awesome Dora Milaje in uh, Black Panther, uh, Avengers Infinity War and uh, Avengers 4. Um, and uh, we chatted about all sorts. Uh, she was very generous with her time. So I hope you enjoy the interview. pleased you could come on and uh, I know we spoke a little bit on um, on Facebook I love having um, people behind you know, behind the scenes on the Marvel Netflix shows which is what we cover I love having you guys on um, so we've made a real effort to interview people in um, in stunts uh, some of the actors the writers the directors people in makeup people in set design because you guys make the show as much as the actors do particularly in a show as heavy on the action as these ones are you are just as much a part of these characters as as the actors are in my opinion so i was really keen to have you on because misty knight one of my favorite characters she's awesome yeah so yeah and i wanted to obviously say congratulations on the the probably crazy couple of years you've had because you've been in some really big um pro uh, high profile projects Yes, yes, and thank you for having me. Sure, but yeah, it's been it's been a whirlwind for sure. Yeah, because you've done um, you've done Luke Cage, you've done Iron Fist, you've done Black Panther, and you've done the Avengers. Um, yes. And I know you've got. Um, I think you're in one of the episodes of, of Daredevil season three, which I know you can't talk about because it's uh-huh. not out for a couple of days. <laughs> yeah, so right. um, been really busy. How does it feel to be playing these amazing, kick-ass females, Dora Milaje, Misty Knight? I mean, amazing kick-ass Marvel Marvel women, great role models for for young women. How does it feel? Yes, it, it definitely feels surreal, but it's uh, an absolute honor uh, to be a part of it and to work with such such amazing people and. and to just be a part of the message, and, uh, you know, the, the women empowerment, that movement that's going on right now. Um, I really uh, am, am humbled by it, to be honest. Um, but it's it's an amazing experience. And it's um, obviously you've done a lot of work with Marvel, but you've done other roles as well, which we'll, uh, we'll talk about a little bit. But I know all the listeners will just want to know about Marvel stuff. <laughs> um, so we'll probably focus on that. So were you familiar with the any of the, the comic book characters like Black Panther or Misty Knight, the Defenders and everything before you, you started work with Marvel? Uh, honestly, no. I had no idea. Uh, but after getting the roles and uh, working in the productions, I started doing a little bit more research and asking people and ran into a lot of people that were obsessed with the comic. <laughs> so they were like, I can't believe you don't know this. And this and this and this and that. And, and it, was, uh, it was awesome to sit there and listen and continue to listen because I'm still not 
wait, how does this go with this? And how does this connect? And learning about uh, the women in Marvel and, and Misty Knight actually in the comics crosses over uh, and joins them. Mm-hmm. You know, in my mind, because I play uh, the roles is, is pretty crazy and, and awesome. I, I know that they won't do that because of, you know, uh, we'll just call it politics. But yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's really cool to learn about all of it, and I'm, and I'm still continuing things, so. Awesome. And we should say as well, because um, I don't know if I would have cut that bit out at the start, but you are recording from work, so we're getting lots of awesome sounds in the background of, uh, <laughs> I like to imagine just people, you know, doing all kinds of, of stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like it. It's like very, it's good ambient noise for the, the chat, you know. <laughs> Um, so, <laughs> so I was uh, reading a little bit about you, like your C- your CV and your skills. Your list of skills is amazing. Like it, it, I was just scrolling down, thinking this is going to end any minute. Nope, just kept going with martial arts and sports and everything you're trained in. Um, it always blows my mind. I struggle to get to the gym, so I have a lot of respect for you. <laughs> Um, well, I guess that's why I, I organize things to motivate me to get to the gym because I was like, <laughs> if I was left to my own devices, it'd probably be a different story. Yeah, <laughs> and I noticed as well that you have something else in common with Misty Knight, which is uh, a love of basketball, and you um, yes. uh, did a lot of basketball growing like growing up. Uh, can you tell us anything about that? Uh, well, its two worlds have collided, and it's been amazing. But I started out in playing baseball and basketball. Recently, I did. Uh, martial arts but then you know i really got into basketball in freshman year in high school mm-hmm. went on to get a division one scholarship um to play in college and um, so i did that i ended up playing my pro afterwards uh, went to some camps to possibly play pro but you know my body was beat up i didn't you know i didn't i felt like i would be going over there just to say that i did it and mm-hmm. uh, I, I didn't think it'd be you know worth that but um yeah, I have this uh, background in sports, basketball being the main one because I played it organized for so long. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I love the sport. Uh, and I, you know, from time to time I pick up the basketball, and obviously it's helped me in my, my stunt career because mm-hmm. uh, there have been scenes where Misty Knight has had to, to do basketball. But uh, Simone Mystic is amazing. Uh, first of all, she's an amazing person. I love her. We've actually friends. Yeah. Um, but she has a basketball background as well. So most of the time, I know if I'm getting hired for basketball, no, she's going to do all of it, and I'm just there to, you know, for moral <laughs> support and a little bit of coaching. <laughs> <laughs> and I know, obviously, because you, you double for Simone, but I believe you train her as well. So does she go to your uh, your academy then? or? Well, uh, she used to, actually. I used to train her. I was a personal trainer before I got into stunts, and it basically uh, overlapped who started my stunt career, but uh, mm-hmm. after a while, I w- wasn't able to do it, and she's been she's been cursing me out ever since. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I see her, she's like, well, you don't want to keep her, but she understands and she knows, and she, she's very supportive of my career, um, but yeah, I, I have to train anybody, fortunately and unfortunately at the same time, because I do love uh, that career also, but um, going into this is definitely, you know, and, and my background has helped me from my career. You talk about my my resume and it's interesting because when I first started uh, a friend of mine came in and Kylie Shopoff really pretty much got me into business she's actually Jamie Alexander stuck double on blind spot oh okay um, cool I, I had ran, run into her training for a while and then uh, I was kind of you know I'd really be interested in this at the time I had my own personal training business I was you know high level in martial arts 
um, so she's like, oh, are you sure? I think you'd be really good at it. So she's like, put together a resume. And when she left, I was like, I don't have any stunt background. Like somebody, another stunt guy was like, well, just start writing down all your skills and what, you know, train it. So when I started writing it down, I realized, I was like, oh, I've been training for this career my entire life. <laughs> yeah. <I've been> knowing <laughs> I guess it's things like. Yeah, I, I guess as well then, like coming from the martial arts background, it's then learning further skills. I think um, when I spoke to Chris Brewster, he said a similar thing. It's then doing stuff like learning wire work and car yes. work and that kind of thing. The training never ends. That's why I love it. It's also, you know, I can equate it to uh, martial arts as well. There's no, there's no end. Mm-hmm. You, know, you go to school, you graduate, and, you know, there's some things and you do it and it's over. But martial arts don't work. Um, there's just so much to learn and so much to do. You know, we all come in with different backgrounds, martial arts, gymnastics, cars, horses, you know, and then we have to branch out and become a little bit more efficient in the other areas because you never know what you're going to get called for. Yeah. And I always want to like, have you know, a lot of toolbox um, so that when a coordinator calls, we're like, oh, yes, I can do that on camera and be mm-hmm. confident with that. And I guess as well, it's different bit doing things, certain skills like martial arts. I think I, I saw you speak about that in, a, in another interview. There's a difference between knowing how to do martial arts and knowing how to do martial arts on camera. Yes, it's a big difference for sure. Um, I, I've been fortunate that I can, every once in a while, though, I, I come back to the martial arts school and, and my instructor, who's actually one of my other good friends, he's like, you're a little off today. Why are you stopping short of my face? He's like, you're doing a lot of stunt fighting right now. you got to turn it back on. Switch and get back in your martial arts mode. So uh, it's definitely different, but, you know, they go hand in well. And I think having some kind of martial arts background is definitely beneficial uh, and and puts you a little bit a step ahead. Excellent. Yeah, well, it's all about adapt. Uh, I mean, I I only did, uh, I only got up to a blue belt in kickboxing, um, and I've completely forgotten everything since. So um, I don't think I have the discipline for martial arts, unfortunately. <laughs> it's like riding a bike. You never yeah. know. Uh, I wish. I had a really good teacher, and I haven't found one as good since. So I might get back into it. I like the punching side of it more than the kicking. So I did carry on with boxing. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, which I know, oh, yeah. I know you do as well. Yeah, and if you're ever in New York, come to uh, the school I train at Anderson Martial Arts Academy. We'd love to have you. I definitely will. Thank you. I've had the same offer from uh, John Patrick Hayden, who played Jack Murdoch in Daredevil. He was like, you need to come to New York and train. I'm like, oh, I'm going to be like the best boxer by the time I left New York if I was training with you guys. Yes. Yes, exactly. So uh, talking about Misty Knight as well, um, obviously – I imagine that must have been a huge challenge for you and Simone with that role because it's constantly adapting the way you're going to have that character fighting because, first of all, you start with the character fighting with two arms and then it's with one arm and then it's the robot arm. <laughs> so um, how did that sort of feature into how the character moved? And I imagine even though she's got a robot arm, she's she's got two arms, you're not going to be fighting exactly the same way as she did with her own two arms. Um, and I know I definitely picked right. up on things like that in Simone's performance. I noticed that she definitely switched her dominant arm once, you know, you've got the robot arm on. As a character, you'd see Misty doing um, more dominant things with her other hands, like particularly in the first mm-hmm. few episodes after she got the, the robot arm. Um, how did that sort of feature in when, when you were developing fight scenes? Uh, well, her and I were... Uh 
rehearsals together, and and she definitely called some rehearsals outside of production because she wanted to make sure um, that she could perform at the arm. In fact, uh, one of the basketballs we did, we, she called a rehearsal for it to, to make sure that we could move with, and it was pretty challenging. Um, mm-hmm. But she's a, a trooper, and she definitely. Um, is an expert in what she does and she's very professional so she she spent a lot of time practicing with it and having it on working through it and and we talked through it and and, um, you know I'm just basically trying to mimic her and and her acting bits with the transition that she was making between you know not having it on and then Mm -hmm. um, the the emotional transition that she made and that obviously has to transcend it through the fight scenes as well so doing the previses for that was um uh, not as challenging as one would think, but it, it definitely had its challenges. And and just making sure that you're not using the arm like that, I would have to put on a clean arm and do the prefix um, in developing the fights. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, it, it wasn't that challenging, but you know, it, it took some work. But I think I think we I think we uh, made it work. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And uh, I mean, with um, when doing fight scenes like with the arm on. Because I guess you obviously you have to wear the actual arm in terms of in fight scenes. Do you find it like is that does that impact a lot on moving or is it quite easy to move your arm in that? It does hinder a, a little bit for sure. Uh, so some things may have had to be tweaked or changed, uh, especially with oh you know that somebody can hit this bat and you're fine, mm-hmm. and keep going, and, or or just the movement of bending the arm. And, Closing your hand and moving your wrist, you know, the hard pieces that were there. It was difficult, but uh, definitely. Excellent. We've we've um, talked a lot about the the arm on our podcast. We are all fascinated um, and really want to know what the little red button near the thumb does. There's a red button on that arm, and we keep trying to guess. There and is. yeah, and we're like, when are they going to reveal what the button does? <laughs> <laughs> your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> Yeah. Sometimes I'm in a scene, have no idea what it's for. You know, what are we doing here? I, I don't know. I know what I just want. This is above my pay grade. Knowing what's actually happening on the We keep saying that maybe it's like an eject button. So she presses that. It's got a rocket launcher. It flies across the room and punches someone. That would be cool. Hey, you never know. You never know. They could come up with something. You know, saying, don't touch the red button. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um. So in, in regards to Black Panther, I watched a, an interview with you that you did with Demetrius Angelo. Um, and I have to thank you because from that I learned how to do a proper Wakandan salute. I was doing it wrong, but I learned, you know, which arm goes over which and you have to move your leg. I was like, I'm all sorted yes. now. It's great. Um, <laughs> I'll pass the message on. Um, Perfect. Please do. I will. Um, and I, I can't. I don't think it was in that interview, but I saw you mention um, a comment by you that I, really struck me, where you were talking about being part of the Black Panther film, and you talked about it that it was as much of a, a um, as much a movement as it was a movie, and obviously it was a, a yes. really important film to come out, and it was bigger than I think anyone could have imagined. How how is that like being part of that? Because um, I mean, now you have Black Panther as, as, you know, kids know that name as much as they know Spider-Man. Um, you yeah. know, that's that's kids' favorite superhero to look up to. I mean, which is just incredible. Um, how did, how is it sort of being part of that? It, again, very surreal. And I have to remind myself that I was actually a big part of that. Uh, and it, it's unbelievable. Um, 
and there was a, uh, and I've said this before in other interviews, but there was a, the moment that hit me, um, you know, the movie posters were out and outside mm-hmm. of the theater. It was a viral Instagram post. These two little, uh, you know, uh, black boys were outside looking at the poster and they were pointing up like, that's me, that's me. Oh. And they can identify with it. I just literally broke down in tears. Yeah. I, I just didn't realize how impactful it was. I knew that it was, but it's when it came out and, and the impact how huge it was because when you're you know on set you see the you know the little you're mm-hmm. not necessarily seeing the entire production and every scene uh, and you know don't know how they're going to edit it together even um, you don't really know until it comes out and, and, and one thing I like about the history of, of Marvel is that when the movie comes out you know even though you were on set for the whole run of the you're still surprised to what you know the final product is and, and um I just feel like a sense of responsibility and a sense of pride to know that when I see little girls walking in Dora costumes, yeah, it just warms my heart, you know. And yeah, it's just amazing, me, and, and to, you know, I, I feel, you know, like a role model, and, uh, and and to be that example that little black girls look up to, and minority, you know, whether it's you know black, Asian, whatever, mm-hmm. to have this be a movement, show the world that we can make and they're profitable mm-hmm. now, you know, and we can do this. It just, it's unbelievable, mm-hmm. you know, and, and being on set with the you know, black cast and everybody getting along so friendly and warm and wanting to help each other and from, you know, from the guy that's collecting the garbage and the producers, you know, we all come on set saying hello to each other, hug each other, and to know that this is such positive production and to be a part of it. I'm, I'm very grateful and honoured and don't say that for granted whatsoever. I, I think it's incredible. I think the movie as well deserves every bit of of praise it's received. Um, I really hope there's some kind of acknowledgement when the Oscars come round. I know there's the whole thing about the popular movie category, which I, I, I would kind of like because then the movie would probably win. But I also think that, that these kind of films need to be um, getting recognition, not just as a popular film, as a best movie. Um, yeah, I agree. You know, because they're, they're so important. It was so well done, and audiences loved it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I really think it deserves the recognition. I, I agree. It definitely helps. As stunt performers, we've been fighting Oscars as well. Yeah, and yeah. And um, I think this would definitely be helpful somewhat of a bridge to recognize the action of it, but even still, like, we didn't necessarily see 75% of the action we actually did and mm-hmm. we worked on, um, but honestly, I'm not upset at that at all, because the story needed to be what it was, and I, I think Ryan did an amazing job, and uh, the editing for this movie was fantastic. You know, I, I know, I know, obviously, a lot of us were not in it, but the way they put it together and the way they put it, and the message that they put out be what it was. So it, I, I believe it is definitely an Oscar mm-hmm. from the director, picture itself, the costume. Uh, it, it was a beautiful movie. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And the photography to the director of photography. Yeah. yeah. The costumes as well, absolutely incredible. Incredible work on that film. Um, I think as well, um, I mean, we'll talk about a little bit about Avengers in a moment. Um, obviously, the big films, about a year ago, the big films that were going to be coming out, the Marvel ones, you had Avengers, everyone was excited about, and then you had sort of Black Panther and Captain Marvel. 
and I was excited for Avengers. It's it's you know it's it's exciting. It's all these characters coming together. But for me, the two films I was very excited about were Black Panther and Captain Marvel. Um, I think because I think they're so important. Um, Black Panther for the reasons we've spoken about, but Captain Marvel, um, I think in that in the Marvel universe in the films, you need a female character that a, a lead female character that is a, as I say a bruiser. You've got a lot of characters that do a lot, are more spies or they use magic. And I was like, I want a female character that's non-apologetic about who she is and can take Captain America down if she wanted to. And I think it's amazing yeah. that we're going to get that. I think we're at a, at a fantastic and wonderful time uh, right now with you know women being in the forefront and mm -hmm. uh, minority movies uh, being blockbuster hits. It's just... Uh, it's happening at the right moment, I think. It's long overdue, but I think it's happening in such a great time, and the support behind it is fantastic. Uh, like I said, you know, me coming into this career at the time that I did was just such a perfect storm, and I'm mm -hmm. unbelievably, you know, uh, grateful to be part of the movement that's going on between women, female superheroes, and you know, Black Panther being my favorite household superhero now. It's amazing. Definitely. And um, yeah, yeah, I totally agree with what you just said. Um, it was uh, one of the questions I actually got from a friend of mine, uh, sort of asking her, you know, what would what would she like to ask you? And one of the things she asked was um, she wanted to know if the if there's been sort of any impact that you've noticed on the stunt community um, with the Me Too movement, if that has impacted being a woman in the stunt industry at all and um in any way yes it definitely has it's given us a voice um, and and letting us know that we're not uh, we don't need to be satisfied we don't need to be ashamed or scared to speak mm. up in a lot of our roles i mean stunts has uh historically been a male-dominant profession you know mm -hmm. and, and we are proud and confident especially movement to to show that women are just as capable of, as men in this position and that we can do the jobs and do them well um, and, and, you know, unapologetically and, and having that confidence in walking up the steps with that is definitely uh, helpful with this movement going on uh, and, and, and that, you know, when we get walked on, we're not going to get harassed. Uh, you know, we won't stand for it. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's, it's not only given us the confidence, but also has helped men see us in a different light and given us the respect that we deserve. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so a couple of other questions we had. One of the other questions we had related to, um, obviously, your work in Avengers Infinity War. Um, and this was sent in by a listener. And I don't know if you can answer it, but I know you are listed for Avengers 4. <laughs> so they wanted to know, did you survive the snappocalypse at the end of the movie? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I know if you can't say, there might be a Marvel sniper, a Marvel sniper on you right now, so don't worry. <laughs> yeah, seriously. You know, there, you know, I, I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if they tapped my phone. So, uh, no, some of us, some of us disintegrated, and some of us did not. Cool. So, we yeah. saw um, there was a, a, a big reaction uh, when I saw the film for the first time at the end when Black Panther. Uh, dissolved. There were some people who just got up and walked out of the cinema, oh, which was quite funny. <laughs> wow. 
Yeah, they were just like, nope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not, not a part of this. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, the comic is obviously more, you know, than the average character yeah. in the movie. So it was actually very interesting. I had a biggest smile on my face sitting in the movie theater watching this time and seeing people react to the end and the, the emotion behind it. And, uh, that, like, no other movie has done this before. Mm -hmm. So knowing what was going to happen to a certain extent and uh, knowing the future of things and just watching people's reactions like it was silence for the most part and then people walked out like like you know they didn't know what they were going to do with their lives <laughs> the next couple of years it was it was incredible to, to see that reaction see how much you know how much it moved people and it was very interesting and how how hard is it at the moment obviously with I guess with with people knowing that that you're going to be in the the fourth film, one of the most highly anticipated films probably ever. Uh, have you got lots of people and lots of friends being like, "What happens?" Um, obviously, you you won't have the whole script, but do people sort of ask you? Yeah, to be honest, for the most part, they don't want to know. Mm -hmm. And even if I could tell them, because I can't, you know, like I, <laughs> Marvel, like I said, is so secretive. I, I I'll even be in the scene and I don't know what's going on. So, you know, they don't tell us much at all. And, uh, so, yeah, my friends, they'll ask, but as soon as they do, as soon as it comes out, I'll try to quote it back. No, 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 I don't want to know. I, <laughs> I want to see it, you know, so... <laughs> Yeah, I'm the I'm the same. I'm trying to avoid as many spoilers as I can at the moment for Daredevil coming out on Friday, um, because I will be watching the whole season on Friday for the podcast. My co-hosts watch um, two episodes a week, um, and Daredevil's my my favorite out of the characters. Um, but so I'm partly like trying to avoid spoilers, but also trying to make sure I'm aware of what's happening so I can report on it on the podcast. But I'm like, I don't want to be spoiled on stuff. <laughs> Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so, uh, one question I wanted to ask you was: Do you have any? What would be your recommendations um, for listeners at the moment that are really interested in stunts? Like, what would would be your recommendation for great stunt performances to see or stunt films to watch, for instance, at the moment? Um, just as an example, I recently saw Hardcore Henry. I don't know if you've seen it. And it blew my mind away, um, uh, the editing in particular, um, just around the stunts. Um, and uh, the, the stunt team, in incredible in that film. Do you have any recommendations or stunt performers you always, you know, recommend watching? Oh, man, I have so many that I look up to, especially being the sets for Black Panther. Mm -hmm. uh, two of the, we don't get higher than that for actions. Yeah. the best. So I've, I've been in awe the last year and a half for a lot of these stuff. Uh, Heidi Moneymaker is definitely one. She's a Scarlet Trank in front double. Um, Aaron Tony, Danny Graham, uh, so many. Kofi, uh, Jojo Eusebio is an amazing coordinator. Andy Gill was a head coordinator for Black Panther. Mm -hmm. uh, these, these names, the list goes on and on. But uh, I to Sam Hargrave, Paul Garrett, and Anderson, super um, Sorry, uh, Wonder, oh, Wonder Woman, <laughs> but also Alicia Bailey also did that too. So it's you know I, there's so many names, and um, in terms of to watch if you're interested in stunts, you can definitely watch them uh, to get an idea. But what happens behind the scenes is ten times mm. as much as what you see on camera. Sometimes we'll go through the stunt, we'll pull out, wreck ourselves, and you only see two seconds of it on camera. So, so uh, sometimes it's not 
to full extent what we do, you know, in, in training or previs or uh, training uh, actors for you know, the hours that we put in. So yeah. My advice to somebody who's interested in profession would be train, 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 train uh, in pretty much anything to get their hands on. I think martial arts, uh, I think gymnastics oriented would be great too. Um, but, uh, you know, research. There's there's Facebook groups, there's seminars out there. You know, if you just look online, Facebook, uh, you know, Google it. You know, there's there's definitely resources out there that can help people to, to gear them towards the profession if they have no sort of uh, background. But uh, I would definitely start somewhere and uh, try to figure out where, you know, front community is in your state or your town. And obviously LA and New York are big. Atlanta's a huge hub too. Mm-hmm. Um, here we have Open Zoo that you can train on. A lot of stuff performers go there. Oh, nice. Pretty much a tumbling gym, trampoline pit, and a gymnastics floor. Yeah, so... You know, the saying is if you're not working, you're training. Um, you know, and being physically fit is, a, is another part of it, too. You know, uh, just getting in shape first, really, because we have to put our bodies through so much. So if we hit the floor or we have to hit walls, we have to go through glass. If you're not you know, in shape, you definitely wreck yourself that way. And just taking care of your body recovery is a huge, huge thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I would say research for sure and uh, definitely train every day. <laughs> Yeah. So what do you, so obviously you do the training and a lot of your hobbies as well are obviously action oriented. Do you do anything in your downtime that's just like, oh, I just need to crash and read or I don't know, or anything that's not physically sort of exerting yourself? That, uh, sometimes I have to force myself to just sit down. But, um, yeah, I mean, kind of, kind of watching the fruits of my labor and, and other people's labor and, and watching the Netflix shows and watching movies and getting an idea also of uh, camera work and all, you know, because obviously sometimes on the shelf life, you can make it through decades. Um, you're lucky these people have a short-lived career. I'm trying to find different avenues also, so I'll sit behind the computer and work on maybe editing an action sequence mm-hmm. that I have or because uh, I look at movies differently now obviously in the industry mm-hmm. uh, it seems oh how the camera moved there or this you know doing different research and how to film pre-business edit them or you know there's definitely a lot of um, off the mat stuff that you can even further your career because a lot of stunt performers go into stunt coordinating and then coordinators go into directing yeah um, and so many different fashions that you can get into. So, you know, doing that is something that's, you know, not as physically demanding, but still um, adding to my craft. But, yeah, in terms of for fun, <laughs> watching movies and TV shows and just, you know, hanging out. <laughs> yeah. Sitting down and talking to friends. <laughs> <laughs> and so I have a question that every time I speak to someone who works in stunts, um, I ask... Um, I can tell you some of the other answers I've been given. Um, I asked like Chris Brewster, um, who works on Daredevil, this, and Lauren Kim, who I know you've worked with. Um, and that is obviously you've done a lot of martial arts um, uh, in your career, but who is your favorite Ninja Turtle? Ah, that is so funny that you asked that because on Panther, we, between Panther and Avengers, I've worked with all four of the Ninja Turtles. Oh, nice. <laughs> people that played in Ninja Turtles, yeah. So uh, I, I hope they're not listening. I can't. I feel like I can't take a favor from one of them calling me and be like, "What?" But, uh, <laughs> you can say Splinter. I always, 
<laughs> I actually like Michelangelo as my favorite material from the, the cartoons and, you know, being from being younger. Um, but honestly, Micah, Matt Emmett, Mike Carnes, Danny Graham, and um, uh, are, are, you know, the, are the turtles, basically, in my mind, because they did all gotcha. Yeah. And the way that they manipulate their weapons, oh my god. Matt Emmett on the, on the nunchucks, amazing. Michael Carnes, staff, hands down, they're the best. And, and they trained us in the weapons world. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, they're definitely legit. Yeah, yeah. So watching them, I'm in honor individuals and numbers. But yeah, I'm going to go back to the cartoon on that one. So I don't <laughs> a, a crazy phone call. <laughs> I like Michelangelo because he likes people. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and he's, he's the party dude. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've, I've got a feeling Lauren might have said Michelangelo as well. I'd have to check. Um, really? <laughs> yeah. I, and Justin Eaton, who is um, the stunt double for Stick, said Donatello, but because he does, as Stick, he does yeah. a lot of staff work, so it makes sense. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was um, talking about his yeah. work as Stick. Yeah, he was a really great guy to talk to. Um, yeah, I try and talk to as many of you guys as I can, because as I said, oh, man. you guys are, you know, as much a part of these characters as the actors are as well, and the writers, and I think with your work sometimes it doesn't get enough attention um, when talking about comic book um, right. movies and shows and things, and I hope I do my little tiny bit to, you know, shine a light on what you guys do, because I think it's really impressive. Uh, I definitely appreciate that. Thank you so much. And it's also, also very... You know, humbling when you get on set and your actress says to you right off the bat, you know, this is our role. It's not just my role. Oh, you that's fantastic. You make this role, you know. So, and I've been fortunate to work with some amazing uh, actresses um, that, you know, also look out for me, have my back. Like, Simone is amazing. I had to do a gag a couple of times because of the camera director or timing or something. She comes in one time. She's like, no, you tell them they're cheating you like you know human going off I was like Gabrielle Union was amazing for breaking in she was like I can't believe they're gonna try to have me I'm trying to get through this acting scene so you can do your stunts you don't have to do this at 5.30 in the morning you know you're not the last up they recognize and respect and you know are grateful for you being there and taking all the things for them I bet it must have been oh sorry go on Sorry. No, no, and I appreciate you also for, for bringing us the light as well. Oh, no, absolutely. And uh, as I said, I, um, yeah, I, I, um, in my, um, I mean, I, when I was younger, I did uh, set design for theatre. And it may be coming from that because I'm fascinated by the process behind the scenes, um, particularly in movies now rather than theatre. And so I, that's what fascinates me. And I, I think it's not spoken about enough um, a lot of the time. Um, unless it's like a big Oscar winner, you know, or type type of thing like that, and just as much work goes in, and um, so yeah, I think it's 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 really important to talk about it. Um, I was just thinking as well when you were talking about Simone. Um, one of the things I wanted to mention was it must have been fun for both you and Simone, obviously being friends in the scenes in Luke Cage where you're beating on um, Simone's husband Dorian playing um, cockroach. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. Oh, it's so. Funny to watch. It's funny. My my boyfriend's actually friends with Dorian too. So him and I, the second season together. So just watching the two of them, we were just laughing. I never because we know you know behind the scenes. We actually met uh, because of Dorian. So oh wow! It's interesting to watch that. Yeah. Nice. Really cool. um, so I've kept you a little bit long. I'm really sorry. 
No, it's totally fine. I'm having a great time. Oh, brilliant. Well, I wanted to obviously ask you what you have coming up as well, if there's any projects at the moment that you wanted to talk about that people could see you in. Um, but also, obviously, you're, you're very busy with um, uh, your prowess private training, which is, you, you did as a private trainer. You mentioned you don't do so much of that now. And also, um, obviously, uh, just training people as well. Is, do you want to mention anything that you're up to right now or you've got coming up? Um, well, with the, the prowess, like I said, I, that's kind of, the, I keep my business, but that's, I, I have other people that kind of train my clients for me now, but in terms of work, um, I was just, you know, on two days of the Joker movie. Oh, cool. Um, we just finished up the Avengers, like, like I said, um, and, and a lot of neat things. Um, it's, it's kind of like nothing together sometimes, but, uh, there's the, you know, FBI, there's a pilot called Why the Last Man, which is another great show. I hope that gets picked up. I don't know where it is in the process, but it was a it's a show from the comics actually, mm. where all the all of the men pretty much die. So uh, um, it's like another woman environment show. Up, so I hope that, that they've been trying to make that for years as well. Yeah. So I, I hope it finally gets picked up. But um, yeah. Uh, no. Um, like I said, those those you know the the Avengers was a pretty big project. That's and, and now, you know, just going on some New York shows. Excellent. There, uh, blind Spot. Um, yeah. Awesome. Nothing uh, too huge, I guess, but uh, I, I guess I have to think about it a little bit. There's some nuggets for you. <laughs> awesome. And hopefully, I mean, they've announced as well that um, obviously um, Ryan Coogler is going to be directing, writing, directing Black yes. Panther 2, which is yes. really great news. Um, yeah, I'm so excited for that. So hopefully we'll see you, you'll survive Avengers yeah. 4 and we'll see you in Black Panther 2 as well. There you go. I hope so as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, thank you so much um, for chatting. Honestly, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. And um, yeah, we um, thank you for, for your work on these shows and these movies that we've um, you know, loved watching so much and I know our listeners have as well. And I just like wish all the best for you and we'll, I'll definitely keep track of what you're doing, um, you know, on social media and things and pass any projects on to our listeners so, you know, they can support your projects as well. But, um, yeah, I really appreciate it. I really appreciate your support, definitely, and I, I thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening. You can comment and send feedback to us by emailing defenderspod at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash defenderspodcast or on Twitter, at Defenders Pod. Defenders Podcast is created under a Creative Commons Attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0, unported international license. That means you can share it, you can send it to your friends, you just can't make any money off of it. You can't change it, and you have to link back to us and our site. Excelsior!